Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we're back. Episode 24, The Professor is back in the reunited, and it feels so good. But Ed is having technical difficulties. He should be joining us at any time. So with that being said, we're going to step on some toes here. Tommy, it's your moment in the sun. Big shoes to fill. Let's go take the mailbag this week. What do you got? Okay, the email to this week is from Debbie from, I believe it's Mount Vernon, New York. And it says, hi, 1973. Good podcast. Who would be your first choice to have on as a celebrity guest? Can't wait until it happens. Oh, that's uh, actually a pretty decent question this week. Uh, Tom, you want to you wanna throw it out there who you'd love to have on for our very first guest and well, I mean, if it's any guest whatsoever where you could have anyone, you know, they got to go begging like a Ray Bork or I know you're a huge Rick Tockett fan. So <laughs> Rick Tockett, but uh, we're a small entity right now. So we got to we got to go small. So we have we have a few guys in mind that uh, see if it could happen. But we personally, I think we need to uh, get our feet firmly entrenched in the ground and get the podcasts kind of established a little bit. But you know what? The people, they want to see guests. They can help us out. Yeah. By, uh, just keep doing what you're doing and keep watching and uh, get our views up and buy a T-shirt every once in a while. And uh, get, word of mouth helps a lot. So tell your friends, man. Watch the show. <laughs> uh, I, I think if I had to narrow it down to maybe one person that I, I'd love to have on and, and uh, it's kind of uh, elusive, he's around, but... I haven't seen him on too many podcasts, and this will probably surprise you. Is uh, Bobby Orr? I'd love to yeah, have Bobby yeah. Orr on the the podcast. He seems like uh, interviews I've seen with him. He seems very humble, real cool to talk to. I'd love to, uh, you know, have him on as the first guest, and maybe have him on the podcast or uh, no, a podcast. I've never seen him on a podcast at all. So it'd be great to have him as the first guest, and you know, kind of, you know, throw some old school hockey at him or whatever. And maybe Ed will have some outlandish question for him. It's yeah. But something like that. But, he uh, is the white whale. I mean, if we could, if that could ever happen, I mean, geez. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, he's local in the summer times around here. So you never know. You never know. Uh, yeah. I'd love to, um, you know, throw some uh, Bruins propaganda at him and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of pick his brain before, uh, you know, the time is up with with him. I know he's up there and stuff like that, but it'd be great to get him on. So um, speaking of Bruins, I'm going to kick this one to you, Tom, talking some uh, number 37 officially retires. And, uh, you know, we, we need a we need a take on that. And uh, I want uh, your honest thoughts on uh, Patrice Bergeron retiring. First, let me just say that there is no truth to the rumor that the re reason I wasn't here last week is I had gone and tried to talk him out of retirement. You know, I didn't. That's not where I was. But if you were talking to him and you didn't get him on the podcast, I'd be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is he's an automatic Hall of Famer in my book. I mean, first year, if he doesn't get in, there's something wrong with the voting. I mean, he's what is he? Uh, one, two, three, six times Selkie Award winner. He's won Stanley Cup. Uh he uh, he won the Mark Messier Leadership Award. He's a member of the Triple Gold Club, Olympic gold medal, World Cup hockey championship, and a Stanley Cup. 
three-time All-Star. I mean, there's no, guy was an unbe- unbelievable face-off guy. I mean, that's like an un kind of uh, unsung hero type of thing there. I mean, you don't hear enough about the guys with the face-offs. I mean, those are pretty important, especially late in games in your own end. Yeah. And he he was not one to like seek out the spotlight either. And that's what I like about him. Those are my type of guys. I mean, he was the captain of the team. He did what he had to do media wise, but he didn't seek out the attention. He would just rather just put his nose to the grindstone and do his job and uh, do it. Help. He was the one that you, you hear a lot about stuff he did behind the scenes. And it's just, you want your kids to grow up like him, I guess you'd say that. I mean, that's sounds corny, but I mean, the guy is, uh, he's a, quintessential nice guy put it that yeah, way yeah the uh the things that are starting to come out about him about conversations he's had with players on other teams like when they were going through some problems like personal problems not hockey problems personal problems you know the approach that he had he seemed to uh really have a pulse on um the humanity of uh what he was involved in and uh you know um He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, if he doesn't go in that first ballot, it, it's kind of a shame. I mean, uh, I don't know who else will be on the ballot with him, but, you know, without a doubt, he's uh, he's definitely a legend. Uh, um, I can I don't know if they already confirmed that they're going to retire that number, but um, they yeah. they haven't confirmed it, but they haven't given a they haven't given a date yet. And it's funny because the conspiracy not conspiracy theorists are saying that they're going to do one on three seven on March seventh because oh. it's number 37 and they are they are at home on that day so I don't, I don't know if that's when they'll do it but that would be pretty cool yeah we'll have to uh stay tuned as that uh story kind of unfolds a little bit more but um speaking of stories uh you were talking about um something that happened with uh who was it from um uh media wise was a football related uh question or oh with uh tour tour yeah tour, oh yeah so with the whole uh I guess it's the NIL thing in college where they can start paying these guys. There was a story that came out on Tua Tagliavoa's brother, and I his first name skips me. I mean, it just escapes me right now. He's, but he uh, is a quarterback for the University of Maryland. And I guess there's a story that a, an SEC team, it didn't name the team, but they offered him more money than I think they said seven quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now get paid as a pro and he actually turned the money down. He said he's loyal. He said he wanted to stay with Maryland because they believed in him when nobody else did. And they gave him the uh, the scholarship to play there, and he was going to stay with them. And I thought that was a pretty good story. I mean, it's a good story his on him, his wife, but it's just another thing with that paying guys. It's just crazy. It's where the, the rich get richer with these guys. I mean, you're going to have – sooner or later, you're going to have a super team like Alabama or somebody's going to just keep just signing guys, and it's going to be a – it's going to be like a – almost like an all-star team. Yeah, um, as you can see from the the bottom screen right here, this man, that is a frustrated face. He cannot unmute his screen. He's laughing right now. He knows we're talking about him. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah, we, we can see you, but we can't hear you. Like Carol Burnett, <laughs> we can't hear you. It's like my dog. <laughs> Uh, Tom threw some sign language at him. <laughs> I can't. Well, actually, hold on. I can see my. There he is. Can if can you read lips? I'd say Poughkeepsie. <laughs> Poughkeepsie. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so uh with that being said we're gonna kind of kick over to one of the uh things we lost out on last week is uh fancy picks of the week tom what do you got well my fantasy picks this week i'm going uh gonna go with uh, my hitter of the week is going to be from the houston astros jordan alvarez he's just coming off of the uh, injured list he's been out for a while but He's been back for three games, and he's hitting pretty well. And this week he's playing three against Cleveland, and he's got four in Yankee Stadium. And him being a left-handed hitter, that short right field porch in uh, Yankee Stadium, I think he's going to have at least two home runs in that series. And I think he's going to he he's going to rack up the points. My pitcher of the week is going to be Corbin Burns from uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. He's hot right now. He's won four of his last five starts. And his two starts this week are against the Washington Nationals and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And he's owned Washington this year. He's just dominated them. And uh, Pittsburgh hasn't faced yet, but they strike out a lot. And that's what Burns, he's ninth in the National League in strikeout. So I think he's going to rack up some good points this week. Cool. Cool. So uh, one of the things we didn't, we kind of touched on last week, we talked a little Abdullah, Dark Side of the Ring, that was kind of cool we i was disappointed that we couldn't ha have you on for that one because yeah i know i know that uh that's right in your wheelhouse so um were you able to watch any of the bam bam or the abdullah yes. I, I, I watched i watched the bam bam i didn't see the abdullah but the bam bam i thought was a really good one and it's another sad story about guys in that era and uh with drugs and painkillers and it's sad but i thought it was really telling with the audio that they had of him talking about Vince McMahon saying that Vince didn't care about the injured guys. He, he didn't care if you were hurt. He wanted you out there. And like Bam Bam said, if you're not out there working, you're not making money. So these guys, right. that's, how they, that's the only way they could get through all those days working. And I mean, it's, it was like his wife said, I think Bam Bam's ex-wife said that, I mean, he got married and the next day he was on the road for a month. So, I mean, it's just, those people, those guys back, then, especially back then. I mean, guys now, same thing, but they're a little bit differently. They don't work quite as much, but those guys back then, man, they worked like 200, 250 days a year. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I thought um, the talking heads they had on this one was really good. I mean, they had Taz. I thought it was great when they uh, they asked Taz about uh, Bam Bam, and he was talking about how they gimmick the ring to fall through. Yes. And it was almost hot. It was breath. It, it was how can I put this? It was so refreshing to hear his the way he almost had a hard time with his kayfabe to actually tell the story, and I like that. I really yes. I miss that. It, I mean, it, I think it's too open door now with with what's going on and surprises and things like that. Uh, you know, we were together yesterday, and I was talking about you know how the surprise element is 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 not there anymore with with the wrestling how everybody wants to be yeah. so smart that they almost like you make yourself seem stupid because you don't let anything kind of percolate or that's why it must bother a lot of people with that bloodline storyline how it's taken so long but for me it's like just let oh. it go let it go just enjoy it dive deep into it enjoy the ride you know, it's like you don't worry about when the roller coaster is over. You're just worried about that fresh drop and while you're on it and how, yep. how fun it is. So it's that kind of ride. But back to the Bam Bam thing, I thought it was cool how they had Shane Douglas on too. I was a little disappointed how he wasn't on for the Candido one. Why, yes. why he was on for Bam Bam? But uh, he brought some good points too. Uh, he had mentioned that uh, a lot of people don't know that you know he was never really like a drug user, but he ended up getting hooked on the. Um, the oxycontin 
And, uh, you know, that was kind of uh, interesting to hear him mention that. Uh, that whole ECW crew, it, it's crazy. I don't know if, because we're so big fans of it at the time, if we realize how much of a detriment they were going to be for the way the business became to even now, like with the thumbtacks and the ball, yes. like how it's overdone. It's like, you know, it's... It, yeah, it doesn't mean as much anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, at that point, is, is I was going to kick it kind of a little bit of uh, your your take on if ECW actually ruined wrestling, uh, you know, with uh, everything's got to break and, and tables and, you know, would the Dudleys get the tables and the WWE and all that stuff? I, I don't know if, if, uh, if you feel the same way looking back on it, reflecting. Yeah, it, it is bad. I mean, they kind of did it. It's a sad thing because you're you're back then you're like in the moment and you like it, but you see it now and it's just first you see the guys now they're all broken down and I mean they're a mess. And then the fans now are just so jaded towards it and they expect it every match and and it's like when you have like any type of type of cage match like they had the uh the uh blood and guts match was it blood and guts? Yeah. And as soon as you see a top on the cage, fans are expecting somebody to get thrown off the cage every time they have one of those now because of the Mick Foley uh, uh, fall that time. And it's just, they just, the fans just expect it every time now. It's now, now they're so like, I, I saw the podcast last week when you guys were talking about blood, it's like blood. They, I mean, there's, doesn't mean anything anymore you have blood every match now i mean not every match but every week on tv you have at least one match that there's blood i mean it just takes away from it meaning i mean when i was a kid i used to love when you'd see somebody on wwe wwf at that time start bleeding and they put the box over it so you can't see it because of the blood i mean it would hype you even when you couldn't see it it would still hype you up yeah the uh the thing about that is it, it's kind of like gives you the like back then with the with the X over the screen, it kind of gives you the aura of, hey, what's going on? Is this dangerous? I want to see it. I want to yeah. see it. But you know, <laughs> it, it it was actually good good marketing on on their point to do that. And I don't know how much of it is a network thing either back then. Like, is it yeah, too yeah. violent for kids to see that back in the day? But um <laughs> So that's a great gimmick Ed Scott right there. <laughs> but uh yeah, the um the thing with the whole deal with that is uh I always thought that it's overused for like if you're not building a story like the blood and the guts thing, it was like the war games take, but okay, so why are you having the guys have entrances in a in a in that style of match? The war games was one guy one one cage door on one side, one cage door on the other. Every five minutes, the guys are fighting to get in. Like the the psychology of it was, let me in, let me in, let me in, help my buddy. Or I, uh, let's even up the odds. Now yep. is a, it, you know, it, you got to wait for the entrance to come down. The guys the walk into the ring. What what kind of concept is that? It's like it, it makes no sense to me. And then you got like uh, somebody somebody pre-planned putting spikes under the under the ring to pull out and. All that stuff's supposed to be organic. Like, you know, if the guy putting the ring together all of a sudden said, oh, let me put, uh, you know, a Kenny Omega slipped me a $5 <laughs> bill to put these spikes on the ring. I don't get it. Yeah. I really don't. I, I don't get the concept of, and speaking of that broken down wrestlers, do you think any of the guys now that wrestle that style, like Boxley, are going to be a mess like in 10 years? Oh, yeah. I, I honestly do. And 
I mean, more power to him. He's supposed to be sober now. So hopefully that will stay that way. But man, I don't know how many more times he can do keep doing these matches. I know he loves them, but if to me, if you go backstage and I mean, you, you see guys or, you know, guys like Sabu or those guys, I mean, they're, they're in really rough shape. I mean, you, you, I, to me that they're a cautionary tale. You, you see what they're going through right now. And I mean, to me, that would put us not put it a complete stop to it, but I will, I'd be pulling back on a lot of that stuff and yeah. maybe save it for the big, big show of the year or something. And I think that's uh, why I had that list from the network last week that we were talking about. We didn't even get through all of it, but it was like, you know, there's got to be a gate on, like, if, if a two-hour show already used chairs in it, why are you going to use the chairs again? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't have two guys back in the day use the Iron Claw in the same, you know, show or use the pile driver as a finish. Or, and it, that's another thing, kicking out of all these finishes. That yep. It's like, it doesn't it doesn't tell a, a, a story at all. You know, they, the knock on Ric Flair from people is like, oh, you've seen one match, you've seen them all. Well, Ric Flair's matches are, are completely different compared to a Young Bucks match. You've seen one match, you've seen them all. It's like they do the same. Even Hangman, he's going to yep. do that backflip in, into yeah. the Buckshot Lariat. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a whole nother uh, realm of uh, deep dive. <laughs> I, I, you know, it it it's unfortunate that Ed is on and off, on and off this week on this thing. But whatever, I, I blame it on the booze from yesterday. <laughs> he's still he's still inebriated Blame so, it on uh, al 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 alcohol <laughs> <laughs> that's a good pull right there thomas <laughs> so uh yeah um so we'll we'll kind of wind down a little bit um is there any shout outs uh this week and uh before we do the cd or do you want to do the cd of the week uh, cd of the week good yeah CD of the week's so good that I've saved it for two weeks. Yes. I'm going. Yes. I'm going with Megadeth's "Countdown to Extinction." Extinction. Uh, easy for me to say. Yeah. Released in 1992, and uh, it's their best-selling album. I still, I believe, to this day, and it's got uh, 11 songs. All four members. I thought it was pretty interesting that all four members wrote songs on the album. So I mean, it was it, it was definitely a team collaboration, but. Top songs for me are Symphony of uh, Destruction, Countdown to Extinction, Skin of My Teeth is really, to me, is one of the songs that you don't really hear enough. And uh, Sweat and Bullets, is, those are my four favorite songs from yeah. them. Any, any album. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I, I like pretty much the same songs you do, so I don't really have uh, too much to bounce off of that. But a uh, funny thing about that album, too, is it came out around the same time as the Black Album, and I think it would have been bigger if the Black Album wasn't so big. Yes. Yeah, it was overshadowed by that by that black album. And that was right. I think that was probably in the midst of the boom and CD buying right around yeah. that time. Like, uh, you know, not 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 so much after that started getting a little bit more, you know, uh, people were still buying them brand new after that. The used thing kind of came out after that. But that was that's probably their biggest album, uh, like you said, because of um, the time frame and, and everything. And, uh, you know, that. Once Metallica went mainstream, they were looking for other bands at that time that were, you know, very heavy to, to go mainstream. So, um, yeah, it was uh, definitely, what was the year on that album, Tom? Do you remember? Uh, 1992. Yeah. Yep. Sounds about right. So, um, you know, I know this was uh, kind of a tough episode as far as uh, getting everybody on, but next week it's 25th episode. So we got to 
try to get an all-stack cast for that that week. I got to plan all week to get these turkeys all on the same page with their with their time frame. Ed's saving his voice for next week. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's cutting down on everything. He's going going back clean uh, this week with uh, his eating and his uh, his working out and all that stuff. So, um, before we leave, uh, shout outs. Um, it's just for me for everybody. The first twenty five episodes leading up to it that have been with us since day one. Uh, you know, especially guys like um, Darren and Chris. Uh, you know, they, they, right from day one, they've been, uh, solid, solid, solid. We got some, I've been posting some best of clips. Uh, that's, that's been doing really well. Uh, you know, we're going to be, you know, trying a lot of different things over the, probably the next 25 episodes as things move along and, uh, you know, we'll probably hit the, the year mark around that time, you know, give or take, uh, and you know, we'll have some surprises probably right up to, after Christmas, right into hockey season, around the All Star time. So, you know, if it all all comes to fruition, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be really good. Um, and I'd like to also give a shout out to uh, Phil for helping us out with the uh, intro. I thought it was really yes, really cool. That intro is really good. Yeah. Um, nothing but positive feedback. Uh, keep the emails coming. Uh, that's great. I, I love uh, looking going through the emails. And if I don't, you know, if I don't troll it the first week and see it. Keep, Keep sending them in. Uh, if you've already sent one, send another one. Uh, it's just try to base the questions on what we're talking about every week and stuff that's going on. Just try to keep the, the flow of the podcast. So, Tom, uh, any shout-outs before we take off this week? Actually, I want to shout-out to you, man. You've been doing a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff for us uh, with the uh, doing all the uh, best-ofs and getting getting the uh, shows on online. So, I don't know if people don't realize how much work you're putting in. Uh, it's 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 fun actually uh, uh from running around with the kids and everything like that i just need some kind of outlet to vent and uh you know keep the mind keep the mind right and stuff like that you know sometimes everybody has their uh stress kind of relief and you know my my hockey playing and stuff like that used to be that but uh you know it's kind of kind of wound down i wouldn't say it's re- i'm officially retired i still get uh <laughs> actually got some save, uh people save that re- for a show we can make that a show <laughs> So we'll put the jersey and the rafters and everything. Yes. But I'm not uh not officially done. I'm like I'm like Ric Flair. Uh I still got uh one more run in me somewhere, but uh, you know, uh, financially and uh you know, physically I feel good, but financially I'm <laughs> I'm beat up. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, it's just uh it's fun. It's it's uh it's fun getting new people on different perspective, having some fun with it. I think uh when I see other podcasts, I'm like I can do better than that. I think we do <laughs> better than some of these podcasts that I see. Um, you know, our, our production's kind of sketchy, but you know, I'm trying to work within that free window. Yes. If, yes. Uh, you know, if 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 things change and you notice some different stuff, maybe maybe, like I said, uh, my ultimate goal is to have somebody famous on here for, and then kind of poly that into something we can talk about and you know, making memories and hanging out with the guys and uh you know I got to hang out with some guys last night and then you know we, we were talking about it kind of casually I want to talk more about it but I want to kayfabe some stuff too so uh you know with that being said um you know I, I everybody that's involved uh you know big big virtual hug to everybody because uh you know it's uh like I said it's just good therapy and it keeps everybody together and uh you know someday we'll 
we'll be able to look back on this if we lose somebody or something like that enjoy the time that we spent together and you know things like that so that that's kind of the motivation you know yeah yep. uh, she can't emphasize enough to the phantom and things like that but that's the whole motivation just keeping everybody together long term making yep. memories so with that being said i will end on that note you know i don't I don't like to you know get too uh get too misty on here but you know with that being said 25 coming up and we're gonna make the best of it so for everybody even ed we'll see you guys next week peace out guys yeah so good stuff yes i kind of had to filibuster to fill